Welcome and thanks for joining us on today's episode of Discussions with Derek and Susan. You can catch us on all major listening platforms and you can watch Derek and Susan live in the studio on YouTube. Now let's hand it over to Derek and Susan. Hi, welcome everyone. Once again, welcome to Discussion with Derek and Susan podcast. Please do subscribe, like, and share so that uh, many people can hear what we are talking about. And I hope that uh, we have uh, blessed, uh, impacted, or uh, impart to you some wisdom and understanding. Today, we're talking about children and our battle for influence, a big topic, Derek. Yeah, you know, I think uh, it's something that's so um, concerning to every parent because there is the, the battle of influence. We talked about a little bit about this and, you know, we were, as we started out about, um, you know, social medias that's out there and all the latest thing. We've got TikTok and Instagram and, you know, um, all the things. I don't think they're really on Facebook nowadays, <laughs> our kids, but uh, these influence that are there mm-hmm. and uh, pop culture uh, that is there. And so there's so many voices that are out there. Um, you know, I remember we were talking to one parent and, you know, their daughter was getting exposed to, you know, a lot of things about, um, alternate, you know, lifestyles and things like that. And, um, really indoctrinated, um, with a lot of wrong information. And, uh, you know, they were having a conversation with their kid and thankfully Mm -hmm. that's a good parent. They did and asked, you know, like, who told you that? Where did you hear that? And they're like, oh, well, I read it online. And so, you know, they went and began to break it down and realized that, you know, it was not based on science. It wasn't based on facts. It was just something that's out there on the Internet. And, you know, write that down if you're taking notes. Don't believe everything you read on the Internet. You know, (laughs) there's a lot of nonsense that's out there. Anybody um, can set up a Web page or a blog and go Mm -hmm. out and put something out there. But it's not based on facts. It's not based on Mm -hmm. science. It's Mm -hmm. not based on what's been the norm, you know, throughout history, um, it's not based on the Bible. Not, right. And so the problem with kids is um, in the early years, of course, they're in that vulnerable place where um, the first voice in, is the thing that they listen to. So if they hear, for example, wrong information about something, even as parents, as we come in, if we're the second voice or worse, the third voice, the fourth voice, they're going to filter everything according to the first voice that they heard. Mm-hmm. And you have to begin to try to influence them to to not believe what they've initially received. And so right. um, what's the goal for us as parents? We need to be the first voice mm-hmm. in our children's lives. And so um, I remember one time, and you probably remember the story, we were having a barbecue one time at our house and we were here. And I mean, it was years ago and our kids were probably, you know, five, six. And, uh, they had questions because they had gone and watched, you know, a, a cooking show with you. And uh, in the middle of the cooking show, which they loved cooking, and that was something they did with you, you know, uh, one of the guys is there and he said, oh, I love to cook for my husband. Mm-hmm. And right. Remember that? Remember and they're, they're yeah. freaking out and they're like, mom, what do you mean? He's a man. He cooks for his husband. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the issue that came out. And, right. you know, I was a little provoked. You know, because I'm like, why do I need to have this conversation? Of course, this is something that's part of our world and we deal with it. But like, this is a five-year-old who's trying to watch family, you know, Mm -hmm. um, television. And now I've got to have a conversation that is probably beyond their maturity. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I went back and I was, you know, kind of prayed and I was asking like, you know, how to address this. And I think we kind of pushed it off at that time. Um, But one thing the Lord spoke to me is just answer whatever questions they have. Right. On that level. 
Mm. Um, don't say more, don't need to bring them and, you know, bring it deeper in a thing, but just answer the questions they had in the simplistic of what they have and mm-hmm. speak into that. And that's what we did. And of mm. course there were further questions along the road, you know, as we go out, but that kind of enabled us to take that right, that, that moment to influence them and be a first voice as they were exposed to something and create an environment where they felt comfortable asking us those questions. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely important uh, for parents to address some of this uh, social uh, value system and, uh, you know, that, that is going on there and give our perspective uh, on it. Um, I remember also when, um, uh, w- when they were young, they came back one day from school, remember, and they were like, there was such a... a a, a look of fear in on their faces when they asked us about uh, the about divorce mm. because they were they were in a Christian school but yet yeah. you know their friends uh, they had divorce a uh, family that separated divorce and they have half brothers step brothers step sisters and all that so they were very confused coming from you know Asia where uh, divorce is still a, very much a stigma you know. Uh, and people don't talk about it and, you know, people stay in, in their marriage and they don't get a divorce because, you know, it's just not so well accepted. And so nobody talked about it. But when they came here, you know, it's like it's prevalent. Yeah. So I remember that day when they came and talked to us and, you know, there was fear on their face. And then we had to tell them about why why people divorce and yeah. what is God's perspective on marriage, on, on divorce, you know. Yeah. And uh so it's it's important for us not to uh, shun away from all these difficult questions, yeah, yeah. but to be able to answer at each appropriate level, right? Each appropriateness is important uh, to to address that and to always bring it back to God's principle and God's way, right? And uh, and give them a give them a platform where they can anchor themselves yeah. so that. They will not be, uh, you know, tossed and turned by the doctrines of the world. Yeah. And again, it's being that first voice. And, you know, I mean, not, you know, for them, they were shocked, but it was not that we're against divorces. I mean, I come from a divorced family. There's many people that that have been exposed to that, but our kids were not. I mean, we we didn't talk that way. We didn't think that way. The culture we came from, it wasn't so prevalent. So now they're exposed to that. Um, so how do we come back? Again, it's answering those questions on that level they're at, but also giving a perspective of, you know, things happen and, and you know, even with alternate lifestyles or whether, and, and so they can also have the right, the right perspective of we walk in love, we don't judge people, all of that. But again, um, what, when we talk about influence, what is it? It's really giving them the, um, the standard of God's word, God's plan, bringing it back. It's not just our opinion right. or our personality or, or whether our preference, we're preference yeah. or we're conservative or we're liberal, but mm-hmm. this is God's plan. This is God's best. There yeah. are reasons and answer those questions, but kind of bringing it back um, rather than just trying to instill our opinions. Our opinions are not what are going to influence. And we may change our opinions down the road. I know there's a lot of things I was opinionated about 20 years ago <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that that have changed now or I've grown or I've, you know, learned, you know, different mm-hmm. things. But, you know, God's plan, the word of God, um, you know, those things are, are very important. Um, and so having those conversations um, with our kids, I think, um, you know, as they get older, also asking questions is another way. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I would say, you know, influencing, being open, you know, yeah. to, to answer. 
Um, but then also asking questions, you know, I remember, you know, I just thought mm-hmm. this story, but you know, we used to get in trouble. Parents, some parents would get upset with us because our kids knew that Santa Claus wasn't real <laughs> much earlier than a lot of the kids. Um, but the reason was, is we always said we will never lie to our kids. We'll never mislead them. So, you know, when one day they came and said, you know, dad, is Santa Claus real? We had no, I to. Think his question was, dad, are you Santa Claus? Are you Santa Claus? <laughs> I see a wind blowing on the nations of the earth, stirring the hearts of men and bringing refreshing. As it continues to blow, it gains momentum and becomes an unstoppable torrent that sets things in order in the earth. The sleeping giant is awakening through the power of the Holy Spirit. A people, the church, activated in the gifts and demonstration of the Spirit. Altars are filled with repentant hearts longing for a move of God. I see a great awakening has begun. to say yes I was you know and so yes. uh that was a but like you know and people got upset well you shouldn't have told them that but we want to set a precedence we're never going to lie to our kids we're never going to mislead them but I know some parents you know their kids are you know older and they all their friends in school know but they're still oh no Santa Claus is real you know and I remember Erica one time when uh you, you the uh, tooth fairy story the tooth fairy. Yeah. You know, tell that story it's, it's hilarious well, you know we just do it for fun right whenever yeah. they lose a tooth we say oh the tooth fairy has given you you know a dollar coin and all that so they always get super excited about it but you know uh, sometimes when you have uh, very bright, brilliant kids, that's the problem. You cannot, you know, you cannot just, you know, think that uh, nothing, they don't see, they don't hear they it or questions. anything. They have questions. <laughs> so when they were, I was driving them to school, I remember that uh, one of them had uh, uh, lost a tooth and then they got the gold coin. And when I was in the car, my son, right, Ethan, he looked at, he looked at me and he said, Mom, tell me the truth. You are the tooth fairy, right? <laughs> so at that moment, I I didn't know what to answer. I kept quiet for a while. I was debating in my heart. Should I lie to him and keep the game going? And then his two sisters were in the car. Or should I tell them the truth? So I I decided to tell them the truth. Yeah, <laughs> you did the right thing. All right, because, told them the truth. you know, once you lie about something, after a while, you would have to come back and tell the truth yeah. because they would grow up one day. They would know. And uh, I had to put on the wings, get what is important, to keep the game going or to really uh, be truthful and let my kids know that, you know, your parents will never, ever lie to you. So I had to tell them. I say. Yes, you're right. I'm the tooth fairy. And lo and behold, my youngest daughter, and she was so young, right? And Erica just, you know, she's she has that very uh, innocence, you know. <laughs> then she suddenly, after a long pause, she, she turned to me and said, Okay, mom, you're the tooth fairy. So tell me, how do you become so small? <laughs> <laughs> how do you turn we, into the little fairy? <laughs> I, I had a 
good lap. I was, you know, I was trying not to sw- uh, swerve away <laughs> from my lane. And, and her brother and sister were like rolling their eyes and they were laughing. And for yeah. many years, we kept, you know, uh, joking about this. But yeah. yeah, children are innocent, right? And they would believe you because you are their parents. Yeah. So I want to come back and, and, and talk about this seriously. You know, where does influence come from? Influence comes from our relationship, our relationship. So, and God, I think trust, you know, because if we yes. hadn't told them the truth and they found out, they wouldn't trust what we said on other things and we lose that influence. Right. So when God gave us the children, God gave us the authority and influence on the onset from heaven. So if you leverage on this influence that God has and build a loving, trusting relationship with your children, you will protect them through this relationship and influence. Let me tell you, Derek, on the onset, I have embraced the fact that my children will make me sick. And they may sometimes make grave mistakes in their life, but I make it on the onset that I will never let them go in my spirit, in my heart. I will always intercede, pray for them, believe the best for them, and know that God is in their life, and He and us together will bring them to their destiny. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that um, that it's building that trust, that influence in that destiny so that they're comfortable sharing. And, um, you know, it's so important that we become that advisor. We become um, the person that they will go to with questions because they see our wisdom. And, you know, even years later, we were talking to one of our, you know, children. I'm trying not to use names all the time because so, I know there's people from our church listening and know them and we don't want them to tell the story. So please, if you're watching, don't embarrass them. But uh, we were talking about some difficult heart issues. And one of the statements that was made is, you know, mom, dad, I know that you guys are people of wisdom and you really have knowledge and wisdom concerning this. So I'm listening. And I thought that really spoke to me um, that in the teenage years, um, you know, they would have that per- perception, but that didn't happen overnight. Um, why were we able to speak into issues, even if they didn't agree or totally understand because they've seen the wisdom, they've seen the character, um, they know that we are there, and we take our roles very seriously um, to be the parent. And, you know, so many kids, uh, parents nowadays, I'd say they, they try to be their kids' friends. And uh, our children have enough friends, but they need parents. And so that's mm-hmm. our role, Yeah, is that we've got to be the parent. Yeah, sometimes they reverse, you know, like in the beginning, we should be parents because they're still young and immature. We must be the parent. We must be the leader. We must guide God and govern, Mm -hmm. right? But we don't do it. So we want to be their friend. But then later part when we should be their friend. Or they're in trouble and they need us to be the parent. (laughs) We become the parent. We want to control them. And that usually happens in their teenage years. So you can see the reverse of the disorder, the chaos. So you need to be a parent. You be the parent. And you be a loving parent, not a perfect, but loving parent, wise parent. But when you, but at some point you need to transit and become an advisor, become a friend to them, become someone that will be their cheerleader, you know, so that transition, uh, the kids go through transition, the parents also need to go through that transition. And sometimes if you don't transit, that's where the power struggle lies. Yeah. So it's either I say, you say, you know, then and that power struggle will uh, actually break the relationship. Yeah, and I think it's important. It's it's understanding what causes that transition. It is um, maturity, and you know, um, mm-hmm. the Bible talks about. We always talk about the word. There's different Greek words for the word son, 
And uh, the one of the words is the word weos, which means mature son, that those that are led by the Spirit of God are mature sons or mature daughters. And so that allows us to be led. But that's a, they speak some maturity. So when a, when a child is younger, they don't know anything. Do this. Don't touch that. It's hot. Listen to mommy. Listen to daddy. And there's discipline that's there. You know, as they get older... Um, we, 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 you know, speak into them, but as they make mistakes and we know they're going to make mistakes, they learn from those mistakes. But when they come to place of maturity, that's where we transition to being the advisor, um, to where we're still a voice of wisdom. But now as an adult, they learn to process, they've learned logic, they've learned, um, to make the decisions and have to be responsible for their own decisions and not live in a controlled environment. So many parents try to control their kids by the environment. And yeah. they never grow, they never mature, or they go off to college and go crazy, or they get out of that controlled environment because, right. you know, uh, virtue is innocence tested. It's yeah. not just having innocence, but they've been able to work out the belief, work out that wisdom, and it becomes a part of them. And that's where we become an advisor. This is what mm-hmm. I think. This is what I feel. But you decide. And that's a responsibility. Some of like, well, just tell me what to do. But no, part of maturing is now they decide. And I, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown man now. I'm going to be 50 next year. But I still call my dad for advice. I still call my dad because he's got wisdom. Mm-hmm. But the relationship is different. He's not telling me what to do. He's giving me wisdom. And then I have to make the decision to do that. Right. And so uh, those are the roles of influence. Yeah. So we mentioned earlier about the first six years, we need to lay the ground rules, uh, need to lay the, the foundation, right? The values. And then the next seven years, we observe that they perform consistently some of these key values that will set them for success. Yeah. By the time they hit 14, that's when you realize that they enter into these teenage years, they are now wanting to challenge the boundaries. Be more independent. Yeah. They want to be independent. They want to challenge their uh, boundaries. They want to also be uh, have the ability to make certain decisions. So we have to allow them progressively to do that. And yep. uh, why we get into trouble is when we don't teach them. And now at this point, they want to make decisions, but the decisions are not wise. They're detrimental. So parents come into control. And that's where all these problems will start. So you see on the onset, if you are a, a parent, you have young children or yet to be married, you want to be a parent one day, or you, you are pregnant, you need to know right now is the time you uh, start uh, learning how to impute and input uh, right values to your children and and how to um, do it wisely. Because once you do that, uh, it's not that, you know, every parent's life is not smooth. We know yeah. that, you know, no matter how good your children are, there will be difficult times. There will be times where they want to rebel, you know, or when they feel that they need to defend themselves. But um if the foundation is strong enough, then we have less headaches down the road. And uh, even if, you know, there are times where we make mistakes as parents, you know, we do make mistakes. Uh, we have the ability to apologize and say, hey, I'm sorry. I, you know, that was not the right thing to do. Yeah. That was not it the right thing to way. say, you know, I apologize, you know, if I've hurt you. And guess what? Our, our, our children will learn that, hey, you know, yes, uh, I'm, I'm worthy enough for my parents to, you know, acknowledge that. Yeah. And also my parents are human, uh, but yet they are open. They are willing to admit their mistakes and they move on. So all these are important learning lessons. Yeah. The honesty, the truth, um, being the voice of wisdom, even as we make mistakes, we can take responsibility for our mistakes. Um, those are the things that, mm-hmm. that help our children to see that we're, we're a positive influence and they see God in our lives. Right. So, you know, for those watching online, whatever uh, age group your kids are in, 
you know, be the parent. Don't just try to be the friend. Be truthful with them. Yeah. Live life in front of them. Not, don't try to shelter them. There's times we want to protect them, and that's what parents do. Uh, but we've got to allow them um, to ask the questions, to be exposed, to go through life and develop the virtues uh, and be that influence that God wants us to be as a parent. We hope you've been blessed by this series and by this uh, episode. If you have a link, to, just click the link below and you can begin to uh, share it with somebody. Uh, subscribe to us. We also want to give a big shout out. Thank you to all of our Derek Dunn ministry partners that are helping us to bring this kind of uh, broadcast and other materials um, to the body at large and hope you're blessed. If you're not a partner, go to our website, DerekDunn.org and consider being a partner today. We'll see you next week.